One day, an entire world woke up in a civilization destroyed, with no memory of what brought them to their demise. For 2,000 years, the people rebuilt, from the first communities banding together to fight the monsters in the dark, to bustling technomantic metropolises. Against this backdrop, the ordinary folk played out their extraordinary lives. These are their stories. This is the Chronicles of Styropos. Hello, lovely husband. Oh, hi. Hi. How are you feeling today? Some sort of mix between happy and slightly hungover. Why are you feeling happy and also slightly hungover? Because I'm celebrating, Hannah. Goodness me, as your wife, I have no idea why you're <laughs> celebrating. So please, could you elaborate for me why you are celebrating? Uh, so I have just qualified as an accountant. I got my results on Friday and this is Monday. So yeah. He's been celebrating all weekend. <laughs> Hence the hangover and the lateness of this episode. Yeah, so that's been pretty cool. What else have we been up to this week? Uh, we've been watching a lot of Stranger Things. Oh my god, so much Stranger so Things. So much Stranger we've, Things. We've only just got Netflix. We finally joined the 21st century and got Netflix. Yeah, we, we live under a rock. Yeah. And uh, it, is, it is pretty good fun. I can see why why D&D enjoyed its resurgence in uh, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the Demogorgon in a couple of series time. Yeah, you know, level level whatever campaign. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I, I looked up the Demogorgon. It's like a CR23. <laughs> it would absolutely wreck us. My God, we are so behind on everything. We only watched Avatar like... A year ago. Less than a year ago. Yeah. We need to get... We need to get out less... And in more. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we got out too much during lockdown. We weren't allowed out. And, you know, and now we're, we're catching up on the yeah. last like 20 years worth of TV. Hey, I mean, that's, I was about to say, that's not true. We watched Buffy and Angel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buffy and Angel. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, where we're okay. at. Hey, we've got The Witcher as well we need to watch, which we'll be able to see our number one fan in action. It's been lovely talking to you, my own husband, in my own house. <laughs> in different rooms. All right. I'll see you later, gang. I'm going to push my big red recap button. You arrive towards this town. You notice a particularly odd tavern guest. All the way up her arms and her neck and her face are covered in some kind of jagged runes. On the outskirts of town, there is like a big open field and you can kind of guess that when larger caravans pass through here, that's the sort of stopping place. The door of the tavern swings open and a man stumbles in. He says, please, someone help. My caravan's been attacked. The shadows started attacking us. If there is anyone strong or brave enough to come with me, you may come. I go to seek these monsters. I'm following. I'm at the front. I draw my rapier. Let's go. He's on his knees and he looks up and he says, What's happening to... And the last word gets caught as this ink fills his mouth. So the old man was actually a victim of something. And she says, We've made a mistake. And I'm like glowing white and my hair is like black. Basically do like a Buffy-esque like flip and just like keep going. I'm gonna run really fucking fast. I throw my hands at it and there's a thunderous boom as the tree gets knocked away. You break out of the thicket of the trees and you start to feel some rays of sunlight 
the hell was that? That was the whole forest turned against us. What happened? You have wended your weary way back down the path. There is a long road that goes into the woodlands. Um, you are out of the woodlands, back into the sunshine. You have followed the red-headed woman with the sword back. You're heading back into town. What are you doing when you get into town? What you were doing before? <laughs> flirting with a bar lady. <laughs> yeah, back to flirting. We just had to run for our life. Back to flirting. I think Arnie is, is done with the flirting game. He's swearing off all women slash men slash I don't know what he is. So he's swearing off everything. Going off all all humans over four foot tall. <laughs> That's very discriminatory of you. He doesn't under, he only understands gnomes. How long were we out of town for? How long were you out of town for? Yeah, like is there any chance that they've all turned up while we've been out? I'm going to roll a dice for this and see how many hours have passed. It's only a D4. In total, two hours have passed mm-hmm. since you have left. And yes, you can see that the orcs have just arrived and they are just setting up camp. Looks like the orcs are here. We should go and maybe see if, um, you know, Barbie's there. Or we should duck into an alley and make sure they haven't seen us yet and then plan from a well-guarded room in that tavern. That too. I could just disguise myself and go and have a look. You keep saying that. It doesn't work for all of us. I'm blue. <laughs> yes, Abadee, I could disguise Abadee, myself. Abadee, 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 Abadee. <laughs> we were also hoping to have some time to like buy some disguises, but we got distracted with shadow monsters and that dodgy woman who won't tell us anything. So mm. we're a bit more exposed than we were hoping to be. I don't think our disguises we could buy would do any use anyway. You're still, you'd still be blue. I think we could shave Arnie and that would really help. I put effort into growing this hair, thank you very much. And he, like, you know, like, smooths his braid. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very outraged. Fair enough. Yeah, that's sufficiently chastened. <laughs> if we went back to the tavern, would there be, like, a, a tactical, like, window overlooking the caravan site, or would we be too far away? You would probably have to get onto a roof. Ooh. I'm quite a good climber. We could get onto a roof. Roof check. Could you eat onto a roof? Yeah, I mean, we, Arnie and I have previous on that one. <laughs> that worked before. It worked last time. God knows how. It's a good scouting position. Like, if there's yeah. just, like, a drain pipe or, like, some window ledges, I can, like, you know, get up there, see what's going and on you in the are, um, And you're already blue, so you blend with the sky. I'll be honest, I'm really tired. Like, mechanically, I have one out of five points of exhaustion before I literally die. <laughs> so I could do with a nap. Well, you have a nap, and we'll scout. I'll throw... Omi up on the roof. You nap. Omi scout. We're not going to do anything until we've got the cover of darkness, right? I assume we're agreed on that. So you've got time to nap if you need to, okay? Do you also... You got hit by that thing. Do you also need to nap? I do, but I feel like I can be doing something useful first. Mm, napping shifts. Also, if I do need to nap, I think I'd probably rather nap on the roof. Ah, roof napping. I would like a bed, please. Yeah, well, you're fancy like that, aren't you? <laughs> yes. You ever just slept in a river, Kay? No, that sounds awful. I recommend it. It's really relaxing. Really? Yeah, it's great. It feels like you'd come out all pruney. Uh, yeah, that's probably a thing that most people have to think about. But the pruning of your skin just is so that you can grip better when you're when you're in water. It's very useful. Is that a fact? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is the relaxed now. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's an adaptation. So when you prune, you'd be like, well, I can go climb the side of a wall now. I can just climb onto the roof. The next time I decide to go rock climbing, which will be probably never, I'll soak my hands in water for a good 10 or 15 minutes beforehand. It's like, haha, super grip. Exactly. Prepare with a bath. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You have a bath and then you can climb onto the roof. I can just climb onto the roof. It's fine. Can, can we get advantage if we put our hands in a bath for 10 minutes first? I want a refund on this group. <laughs> okay, so you want to get onto the roof. Yep. The time of day is kind of like early-ish evening now, maybe half past six, seven. You know, the sunlight is starting to filter down a little bit. How are you trying to get onto this roof? So I want to see if like there's... You know, I'm not going to do it, like, from the main road. But if there's, like, a quiet back alley, like, maybe, like, a storage area or something that's not going to have people walking past and want to go around there, see if there's anything that I could climb up from there, uh, maybe with a boost from Army. Okay. Roll me an acrobatics check with advantage. Don't you want me to do a strength check? Yeah, you are... He's getting advantage because you are aiding him. Uh, Dirty 20. You get up to the roof. And when you get up to the roof, you find like a little hatch and you realise that you could have just asked for the key to the hatch to get up there. What, from from the random townsperson? From the bar lady that Arnie was flirting with. Oh, it's at the top of the inn. Okay, I thought it yeah. was like not even a building anywhere near no, the No, it was, uh, yeah, it was the, the tavern. Maybe I could go back down that way and really confuse her. <laughs> you picked luck from the outside. <laughs> yeah, okay. that probably wouldn't work as well. So... <laughs> Are either of you two trying to get up as well, or are we rolling for Simon? Is it um, worth me taking my four-hour-long rest? I think, yeah. Kay needs her beauty sleep, let's be yeah. honest. I think we've okay. we all learned this by now. That's fair. So I think Kay just goes up to the room and just, like, looks at the bed that she didn't sleep in last night, or the last few nights because they were on the road, and just with just, like, heart eyes, and just collapses, <laughs> like, face first into the onto the bed. And technically, I only, like, meditate trance for four hours, but it's, like... Basically sleeping. Yeah, and her hair kind of goes like behind her as she hits the pillow with paws. Yeah, it's like proper like anime style, just like drop onto the bed. <laughs> I'm asleep before I even hit the bed. Okay, Arnolf, are you trying to get onto the roof as well, or are we just rolling for nah. Omatine? I'm just gonna like chill. I'm I'm assuming we're in like an alley, right? Pretty much. Yeah, you're behind the tavern. I'm in the yard behind the tavern then, um, with a stick. And I'm throwing it for Fenris. Hang on, we, we did this bit already. We can't... Probably we did this bit already, but that's just that's just Arnie's, you know, natural habitat. What he does. So... <laughs> I am not having you roll playing fetch with your wolf again. <laughs> Omatine. Yes. You are looking into the orc camp, and they are all busy, busy setting up, pitching tents, lighting fires, all that shebang. What are you looking for? Mainly, like where Barvey is. So, which tent she's going to be staying in? Is anyone staying in there, like, with her or, you know, going to maybe be posted outside it? Okay. Can you please roll me a perception check? Uh, 13. 13. Okay, so I think the first thing you notice with a 13 is Barvi told you there would be about 30 people in the convoy. Mm -hmm. But you can see about 40 and you're not sure what these extra people are for. I blame the note. (laughs) out are the extra people more orcs or does it look like they've got reinforcements from someone or something else 
let's put it this way. There are some people in there who aren't orcs. Okay. And in particular, you can see an odd kind of ragtag group of people uh, sitting around a fire eating some kind of rations that don't look they're not orcs and they don't really look like the sort of people that would have been traveling with an orc caravan but what you do not necessarily spot is you can't really see where Bavi is and you can't really see where this kind of chief is you know that Bavi's future husband is going to be the the sort of clan chief and you can't see someone who looks particularly important like that either and as you're sort of looking around, you can't even particularly spot some tents are bigger than others, some tents are better guarded than others. So you feel like perhaps you're missing some information about orcs and you, you just don't know what's quite going on here. It might be worth asking someone who does know more about orcs. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. I'm going to cartoon slide my way back down the roof. Yeah, I reckon you can probably do that. <laughs> and just drop into the alley where where I left Arnie. Arnie, Arnie, hang on a second. I know, I know you're busy with Fenris, but... Hey, what's up? It doesn't make any sense. I can't see Bobby. Like, there's no, like, you know, this is the chief's tent. Like, there's some extra people there who, like, aren't orcs. Because, like, they didn't look, like, smart enough to be travelling with, like, Bobby and her father. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You've worked with the orcs before. Do you have any idea who they might be? They often hire mercenaries. Arnulf, can you roll an intelligence check with oh. advantage because it's about orcs? That was a 13. And that was a 9, so I'll take the 13. So the thing that you kind of remember about travelling with orcs a lot is that orcs kind of live in a very egalitarian society. So often their chiefs and the important battle leaders wouldn't be treated as much more important than the common soldiers. So you know that it's probably going to be quite difficult to locate the people in charge. The best bet you've got is looking at their swords. You know that the more important orcs would carry swords, whereas a lot of the kind of mercenary soldiers, that kind of thing would carry axes. So you think that's probably what you're looking for. And you also remember that orcs are generally quite hospitable to strangers. And so you imagine that the poorly dressed group are maybe beggars who've asked for a, a meal and somewhere to sit um, and have been allowed in to partake of some rations. Okay. Omi, did you see if these people were holding swords? No. Why would I have been looking for swords? Like, Barvey's not going to be carrying a sword. But why else would you be scouting an enemy camp? To find out where Barvey is. But it's important. We don't just want to know where Barbie is. We also need to know, are we going to be able to get to Barbie? And if the people around her are holding axe, big axes and swords and shit, then it's going to be pretty hard to get to Barbie. I just kind of assumed that the swords and axes were going to be there, right? Like, they're going to be guarding her. Like, I just was like, that that was a given. I mean, this is why you're a monk and not a mercenary. Uh, uh, I'm fine. I, I'm not that used to following orcs. Halfway through a forest, right? Never done that before, all right? You go up on the roof and you tell me what you see then. Watch Fenris, please. I don't like this town. Okay, that's fine. I'll, 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 I'll give Fenris some company. Give him some of those biscuits he likes. He's earned them. Will do. What, the, the bar snacks? Yep. I think you could have just, like, asked, and I think there's, like, a bit of a terrace up there. They'll just let you up. You didn't have to climb up. 
but that is going to mean you're going to have to talk to the woman that runs this place again to ask her to let you up there. Uh... It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Okay. Don't have a long conversation. Like, just ask you her to go up there. You tell me not to have a long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, you're in the spirit of it already. It'll be fine. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm walking into the bar. You arrive inside the bar and it is warm and comfortable as you remember, but the mood has noticeably soured since last time you were in here. I go find, what was her name again? The bar you lady. never asked it. I never asked it. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I go, I go and find the bar lady, the bar woman. Hi, darling. Hi. Hi. How can I help you? Hi. Uh, um, I was wondering if I, I could go up on the roof. Oh, yeah, sure thing. And she hands her a key. Oh, okay. Thank you. Bye. You need you need me help. Do you need? No, he's gone. And I go on the roof. You you make your way up the stairs, up two flights of stairs. There's a little hatch. You unlock it. You climb up, and you're walking round on the roof. You can see the orc encampment. Okay, I'm looking for weapons and numbers. Okay, roll me a perception check with advantage because you know what you're looking for. And my first roll was a three, and my second roll was a one. Oh. So I got a, uh, my highest score was a six. I, I would like to believe that because Arnie's so short, he just couldn't see over the roof, and so therefore... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Considering. Yeah. Arnolf, you can't see over the roof. Oh. He is feeling really embarrassed. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go go down from the roof without anything to tell him because he doesn't want to have to explain to Omi that he's too short to see. He's got a bit of pride. He's gonna go back down to the bedroom and find. I'm assuming in the bedroom there's some kind of stool or chair or something. Yeah. Is there a chest or something? Um, nothing. Everything in the bedroom is a bit big and heavy to be moved. I think you're gonna struggle I'm by yourself. Plus four strength. I'm plus four strength. I lifted a whole barrel. It was like way too heavy for one person. I just like soldered it up on one arm. Like I'm a strong little gnome. Okay, all right. Let's say there's a chest, but it's gonna be quite a high DC to pick it up. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Get those reps. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He did it. He rolled a fourteen, and I got plus four, so it's an eighteen. <laughs> All right, yeah, you managed to pick up a big, heavy chest. I was kissing the biceps. <laughs> I forgot that this is not a, not a visual, not a visual medium. And you carry you carry the chest upstairs. You put it you put it down, and you stand on it. And I'll give you one more perception check, but not an advantage because you've already had two chances. <laughs> Fair enough. Ooh, what will a thirteen get me? Um, not much more than Simon's 13 got him. Good point. But I'm looking for different things. Yeah, let's have a little look at my uh, notes, because I made notes this time. I think that you can spot, I think, because you know what you're looking for with a 13. Yes, you can spot a sort of larger orc man with a more elaborate sword. And he is sort of bent over near this fire with the ragtag group in dirty clothes and he's speaking to them with his hands clasped behind his back and he's nodding and you can work out that this man is in charge this man is probably Barvi's future husband why is why is the chief orc with the ragtag group probably got better stuff to do when he's about to get married like tomorrow it's a mystery no he's um he's not getting married tomorrow they've still got a couple more days on the road 
But you remember that the path they are going to take today is going to lead them down that very dangerous path with all the shadow monsters. Oh, perfect. We just wait till they're all being in chaos because they're being attacked and we grab we grab um Barbie and go. Mm, and let their family die. That seems her family die, that seems great. We're gonna ingratiate ourselves. Alright, um Arnie's gonna go downstairs. Cool. And the barwoman gives you a smile as you leave. He just kind of looks away very quickly and scuttles. Okay. Uh Arnie, what did you see? Uh I found the husband guy. Okay. I don't remember his name. <laughs> we even know his name. I don't think we did. You do not. Does he have a name? You don't know. Can we make him up a name? No, you have no way of. You would have no way of uh, of having known his name. You've not come across him at all. He's the big chunky orc. He can be called Graham, or he can be called Mister Fancy Pants, which we prefer. Mister Fancy Pants. I like Graham. I think Graham would be funny. <laughs> Graham the Fancy Pants. <laughs> Mister Graham. Mister Graham Fancy Pants Esquire. I'm definitely going to forget that. Mr. Grey and Fancy Pants Esquire. It's not that hard. Arnie, focus. Hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know Fancy Pants is here. Esquire, yes. Sure. And then you said that thing that was actually really smart about orcs. They're, like, very egalitarian and helpful to, like, other travellers on the road. Mm. So what if Kay, with all the disguises, she could basically get in there, right? She just disguise herself as a... Is a beggar woman, Ooh, like, who's travelling the same way, caught up with them. I've only just arrived, it's really late, I have no money for the tavern, can I just, like, you know, I see you're being so hospitable, I was wondering if I could join you. She's in. And then, once she's on the inside, I don't know what happens, but it'll be good. Well, do we have any way of communicating with her once she's inside? Because that's what we were in last time. No. We do not. No, we don't. We Fenris. have no way of communicating. I mean, Fenris is, is pretty, he's intelligent for a wolf, but he's also... Freaking massive. Oh, whoa. He's um, just going to look like a big stray dog to most of the orcs. They spent the last, yeah, less, like yesterday afternoon or whatever, two days afternoon ago, they were, they spent chasing him in the forest. They know Fenris. Unless you want to paint him blue, he looks weird. Everybody roll a quick intelligence check for me. 13. 11. Uh, with a 13, you realise that the orcs from Barvi's tribe would recognize Fenris, but not necessarily the orcs from the eastern tribes. This whole wolf escapades was going on before the other orcs arrived. Boss, all I'm saying is, if Fenris had a bit of a roll around in the mud first, and then, like, I don't know, was carrying a stick, just like a large dog looking for someone to play with, like, maybe they're not going to look at him twice in that much detail? We could tie a note to the stick. Yeah, or just, like... I don't know, at least, like, Barvi would recognise Fenris, maybe, even if not everyone else was. And then, like, at least there's, like, another ally on the inside. And then, I still don't really know how we get in. Like, maybe we set tie a message to the thing, or, I don't know, we can just be, like, somewhere to guard and escape. I don't know, it's a star. It gets Kay in. Even if Kay has to travel with them for a couple of days, it's a star. We send in Fenris with a note, well, with a little mini, like a little carrier pigeon roll of parchment tied to his stick, but we don't write anything on it. And we, he goes to Kay with the stick, ready to play fetch. Kay takes the stick, writes her message of like how we can get in 
from her having scouted or whatever. And then she throws, then she gives the stick back to Fenris and he comes out and that's why she gets us a message. Because we don't need to send her a message. We have no information. It is quite a good idea, but every time Kay's written a note in the last four days, it's been actually really unhelpful. Yes, but she'll write the note and she'll put it on Fenris, who will grab the stick and run because he's a dog and that's what dogs do. Yeah. And um, she won't be able to leave it somewhere where the orcs are going to find it. It's a good idea. Because, like, you know, if Kay's in there, she might be like, oh, uh, they're not really, like, guarding this tent that much. Or, I don't know, like, if I make a distraction over here, then that's where you can run in or something. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Let's go wake up Kay. Has it been four hours yet? Um, if you want to wait, make it 11pm, then it can be. You sit around drinking and making up more stupid fucking ideas. Is the plan to send Kaylith in by herself with no backup whatsoever? I don't know how we can get in. We're the backup. We have a wolf. Let's get this going then. So, it is perhaps 11.30pm now by the time you have woken Kaylith up. Would it be possible to wreck on this slightly? Could only then go to sleep and then also get a long rest in four hours and we start this at like midnight, half midnight, depending on how long we were faffing about on the roof for. Yeah, I would say you could have a nap and get this started at 12.30, yeah? So we just left Arnie in the pub on her own, <laughs> on his own, with a uh, with his, his lady love. Arnie could have just sat in the room with Omatine and watched him sleep. No, Arnie's not a creep. He's going to go sit in the pub. What does he do in the pub? He, like, sits at a table kind of near the bar where, like, the barmaid is mostly there. And he, like, is drinking and trying not to make eye contact and then occasionally she looks over at him and like smiles and then he like smiles and then he gets really awkward and then he kind of like pretends to be smiling at Fenris instead um and he's just he's just very uncomfortable and me when I was 18 yep so you have Kay you come down and you have an hour before Omatide wakes up so did you come up with any bright ideas while I was um trancing we did oh go on you're very smart we're going to make you disguise yourself as a beggar you like disguises it's all good and then we're going to send you into the orc camp where you will receive hospitality because they're on my nice. own. Yes. And then you're going to as a beggar, which means they won't they won't hurt you because guest right and all that. Then you're going to like scout the best spot to sneak Barvey out. And then we're going to send in Fenris with a stick that has a little bit of parchment tied to it with nothing written on it. And you're you're gonna write a little note on this parchment throw the stick for Fenris as if you're like playing with the dog and then he's gonna bring it back to us and then we're gonna rescue Barbie why don't I just go in scout out as a beggar then leave go back to you tell you the information I found and then we can all go in together because if you leave then you have to get back in and we can't I can disguise myself again as something different they're gonna be like why no this plan's better this plan's better this plan is silly Plan is better. This plan is incredibly silly. Also, that way, that way, Fenris is your backup because if you haven't been able to scout anything and actually you've been like taken prisoner, Fenris will come in and realize that and alert us. Whereas if we're reliant on you sneaking out, we have no way of knowing. That's what we did last time and didn't work. And we didn't know that you weren't dying in there and you were almost dying. I was fine. You might not have been fine. We weren't able to know. This is a nice plan. No. This is a very odd plan. What if someone sees me writing a note and tying it to a dog? That's far more suspicious than just going in, wandering around, and then leaving again. I can just say I'm going out to 
you know, answer the call of nature and then just not come back. That wouldn't be that suspicious. That would be pretty suspicious. They would think you died. They probably wouldn't even notice if I'm just some vagrant. But they'd like their vagrants. Yes, but it just... This whole this whole Fenris plan seems very odd. If I need Fenris as backup, he can just be my... You seem very odd. <laughs> I think, Alex, there's a point we may have needlessly overcomplicated this. Yeah. Given if they're like beggars, you probably can just walk in and out. If I need Fenris as backup, I, he can just be my pet wolf and I can just come in with Fenris to start with and then if everything goes to hell Fenris can come and get you. This seems okay. unnecessarily complicated. But notes are fun. It's for the content. Do it for the content. I wrote two notes before and you told me off. Well that's because you left them in stupid places where the enemies would find them. If you tie them to the stick that is held by a dire wolf, I don't think they're going to get that stick. Have you ever tried to take a stick off a husky. It is impossible. They do not give up their sticks, okay? <laughs> they hold on to those sticks for dear life, and if you try and take them, they will just destroy the stick and your arm with it. Arnie, the last time you threw a stick for Fenris, he came back with a different stick. That is a very good point. There is no guarantee that Fenris will collect the correct stick and bring it back. It wasn't even from the same tree. You didn't notice. And this is slightly metagaming. I wasn't there at the time, but I remember it from the audio. <laughs> okay, so is the plan still Kaylith throws the stick? I can be a backup if they won't let her out for some reason, but otherwise hopefully Kay can just come out. Fenris can go in with her as her pet. If she needs like backup. She can write the note on the stick that we will have prepared the parchment ready. She can write the note on the stick, put it in his mouth so he doesn't pick up the wrong one, and then send him out. Yeah, okay. As also a remember, backup. he's not a real wolf. I like made him up with my magics, so like I mind control him. Like he does what I say. He does what I think. <laughs> not very well. <laughs> not very well, but he does it. He does. He does. I can control the wolf, kind of maybe. Okay, I prepare my best vagrant. Um... <laughs> Disguise, crikey. What voice am I going to do for a vagrant? Um, as you do this, Omatine walks down the stairs, stretching. We really argue, argue about wolves and sticks for an hour. It felt like it to me. Yeah, we go back and forth on much the same topic for an hour, <laughs> making no progress. Still better than the ants. <laughs> Sounds like play d and Come on then, Arnie. Me and you need to go and find some mud or something if we're going to sneak in. Just, I don't know. If nothing else, it'll kind of add to the fact that we're maybe fellow travellers or something and I know means that we're not like obviously us. Like we're we're obviously us, but not like obviously obviously us. I guess mud can be good for the for the skin of the face. Well said. I couldn't agree more. So Kaylith, you create a perfect vagrant costume. Um and Omatine and Arnolf, you work on rolling around in mud and dirtying yourself up a little bit. I'd like you to both give me a performance check to see how well uh, you make your costumes. Can I help them with my disguise kit so they have advantage? Yes, you can have advantage. Performance? Performance. Oh dear, that is minus one. 21. Nice. Oh, it was a natural 20. But I've got a minus one, so it's a uh, 19. It's fine. It's natural 20. It's natural 20. With a 21. Um, Omotine, you like muddy yourself up. You find some like grass and you crush it into a paste and you're like, 
spreading it on your face. You ruffle your hair up. You put on that deer stalker hat that you got from Reuven, but you sort of rub some ash into it so that it looks really dirty. You like rip some of your clothes. You are unrecognizable. You obviously spent, you, you obviously took a little bit of yeah, yeah. like some lessons from uh, from them, from Reuven, because you just, you don't even look like you anymore. Arnie, look, I'm basically a water genasi now. That's funnier if you spend more time in rivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Arnulf, yeah, um, you like managed to, you you managed to like braid your magnificent beard back into your hair. And you put a little bit of like smudge on your face and you realize, oh, actually, I look quite good with a bit of smudge on my face. And you mess with your eyelashes a bit and you turn around and Caleb and Omatine could swear you look like a girl dwarf. <laughs> a very small girl dwarf, just for a second. And I disguise myself as an old man, full old man, like wrinkles and, you know, gray hair. Okay, the three of you in your wonderful disguises uh, make your way to the orc camp. Wait, are all three of us going in, or is it just me? I feel like if we've disguised ourselves this well, we might as well all just go in as vagrants. I was going to say, I, I, I'm actually tempted to... Yeah, good point. Yeah, be like, Arnie, like, you wouldn't recognise Arnie. That's so good. We'll be fine. Let's just go for it. But wolf notes and sticks, guys. We can't spend half an hour discussing this for no reason. It's good It's good for the bit, but I think, actually, in terms of doing what we want to do, maybe we ought to actually all just try and sneak in, because we're all unrecognisable. You guys rolled really, really well. Wait, what? At some point, things will go tits up, we'll get separated, then you can write your note, but for now, let's stick with it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm an old man. I need to get into character. I have a stick. I have a walking stick. Okay, so the three of you approach the two orc guards at the front of the camp. Please roll me a quick perception check. I'm distracted by the mud on my face because it's dried and now it's getting a bit itchy. And I'm trying to stop myself. I'm too focused on trying to stop myself scratching it off because I rolled a four. <laughs> Twelve. Twenty-two. Well, I get, I get seven. Twenty-two. All right. One of you can succeed. Omatine, as you walk up, you realise something really important, actually. You've lived around uh, that town that I did give a name that I've forgotten that you were in for for several years. And you've kind of got used to the people that come and go and especially the orcs that live around there. And as you approach these orcs, you realise that they actually look quite different from the orcs you're used to. They're... A little bit on the taller side, a little bit on the broader side. They've got kind of much paler grey green skin. Um, and one of them kind of cracks a big smile at you. He says, hello, hello, friend, hello. And you realise he's got a completely different accent as well. So you can make the assumption that these orcs are from the Eastern tribe. So they would have no reason to recognise you. I'll just wave to them as we approach and just be like, uh, excuse me, I understand your... Yes. Friends. Yes, um, friends with everyone I meet on the road. Got to stick together out there, right? Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Well, me and my my friends here have been have been travelling all day, and we're exhausted, and we don't have much money left, and we've still got a long way to go. And we heard that your generosity was was being extended to visitors tonight. And if you really wouldn't mind, and if it wouldn't trouble you too much, we're just looking for a simple meal and a place to crash. 
Yes. Oh, of of course, of course. There's um there's there's plenty of space by our fire tonight, friend. Um please, please do come in, come in. And he gestures behind him and waves over another pair of orcs and you do notice that these orcs look a lot more familiar. I will just pull the hat down ever so slightly as they get closer. And they rolled a five on their perception checks. They don't see through your cunning disguise. But Omatine, with your passive insight, you sort of see a look exchanged between the two orcs walking towards you. um, And they exchange a look towards the orcs that have just let you in and with your passive insight you can summarize that there is some kind of tension going on at the moment but you're not sure what um and these two orcs lead you to the fire where they sit you down um, and you're handed a bowl of soup so you are now sitting around a fire there is maybe four other people here who are these people describe them to me in great detail The first one looks to be a young dwarven man of about 17 and he has brown hair and he is staring sullenly into his soup Um, and the other two appear to have travelled together. One is a young human man with dark hair and dark eyes and the other is a halfling woman who is heavily pregnant with long braided hair. I describe them in great detail for you. Thank you. I don't know what to do with this information. That was a trap. Nor do I. (laughs) So once we're sat around by the fire, are we kind of left to ourselves or are are there orcs like also, I don't know, by the fire keeping an eye on us? There are people wandering around, kind of keeping a a general eye, but you're not really being heavily scrutinised. Are we away from, is there a sort of separate section for the visitors compared with the orcs? You are within the camp, but you are kind of on the outskirts of the camp. Okay. Is it worth me going, or one of us, someone going on a bit of a scouting mission, maybe in search of the privy or something, to uh, see if we can find out what else there is, where else there might be? Fields. The privy is everywhere. Oh, they might have dug privy trenches so that it's located in one place rather than just being, you know, you don't want to shit where you eat. No, you just walk out and then you poop and then you come back in. It seems extremely, um, like rude to just crap in the middle of nowhere i feel like you're talking as k <laughs> probably well okay yes serena would shit in the woods and alex wouldn't is what i've got from this i'm talking <laughs> as arnie sure you are yeah oh yeah i'm talking as my character i would shit anywhere it's what my character would do <laughs> i just i just shit in the fire Guys, my character is different i wouldn't i don't think i would just behead a corpse just that's fair you. <laughs> i'm pretty sure you would <laughs> if given the opportunity i'm pretty sure you would it would be a really funny prank to be fair but i don't think i would well, I wouldn't have a corpse to murder. To, to be, <laughs> I'm not a murderer. The only thing between slander and murder is, is the opportunity. <laughs> this is slander. Slander and calumny. You can't put this out on the internet, interwebs, that I am a murderer. We're just lacking opportunity. Potential murderer. I'm not a potential murderer. No, we're not saying you're a murderer. We're saying the only reason you're not a murderer is through lack of opportunity. Uh, but also, like, effort. Laziness. The only study between surrender and murder is opportunity and laziness. <laughs> We're now sitting around a campfire, cosily eating soup and um, enjoying life. What are we actually planning on doing? Well, if we're not being monitored too heavily, I will try and subtly say, 
I, I don't know what it was, but the gods that, that let us in, like, given a weird vibe, I don't know if, like, maybe, like, Barvey and her family didn't want this many, like, visitors or guests coming in, but there seemed to be a bit of tension. Don't know what we do with that, but maybe they're more distracted worrying about each other than worrying about us, at least. Yeah, some tension between the orcs from home and the orcs from the eastern tribes. I think we need to find more information about where people like Barvey might be, because that's our end. Why am I doing this? This is silly. I don't know, it's very slow. Can we have a look around and just see, where, where are all the orcs eating? Like, is there like a separate, that's where they have their meal situation? Half past twelve at night. Oh, she is. They're mostly asleep. Fair. Okay, I'm going to go to see if I can, in inverted commas, find the privy. Which is to say, go have a wander around and see if I can bumble my way past people on the pretense that I'm just lost and see if I can work out where, for example, Barbie's tent might be. Serena, can you roll me a perception check with advantage for Fenris? That's a six. That's an eight. Uh, twelve. Um, Fenris's ears prick up a little bit and you think he might have picked up a little bit of Barbie's scent trail. Ah, that is useful. He's gonna tell us, or? Oh, good point. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Mm, yeah. Old man. What's my voice? I don't know. What's my voice? I'm gonna copy yours. I'm an old man, too. I don't think you need to do a voice. Just me sounding like a woman would be a bit strange if I'm disguised as an old man. That's a good point, but also I'm also a woman, but my character is not, therefore I must do a voice. You don't normally. No, I don't normally, because I normally forget. You were saying my my dog, my big dog, who just has a bit of wild blood, but don't judge him. Um, he uh, he seems rather interested in a certain what is it in a tent or something? Um, he does. You don't know exactly, but he's got a general direction. Okay. Um, he he seems to be intrigued by that direction over there i think he might have found the the meat tent you know where they store their supplies do you think you could just go with him so that he uh doesn't eat all of these kind kind folks supplies i thought you were gonna say he was gonna eat all these kind folks Oh, um, yes, yes, let's, um, c- come on, Fenris, let's go. And I'm going to let Fenris sort of lead me in the direction. Okay. He is leading you towards the centre of the camp. He is making his way forward. What is it that you're looking for? I'm trying to look for any evidence of Barvey. Okay, so roll me a perception check with advantage, Caleb, because you know what you're looking for. That is a 17. Yeah, you absolutely, you and Fenris, you are wandering around and you kind of come to a little circle of tents and obviously most people are asleep, but you can see that there are a few people still milling out, still by the fire, still chatting and doing bits and pieces. Um, And you can see that you have probably stumbled into the correct area. Okay, the correct area or I know exactly what tent to look for? You could probably work out exactly what tent to look for. Um, yes, I'm going to say that one of them is sort of slightly larger, although it's not massively larger. You can see that one tent is certainly slightly larger. Okay. 
is there are there people guarding it or is it very much just a tent on its own not really no there are people outside and um in fact roll me an insight check Ooh, that's a um 15 you can see that there are three orcs milling around outside sitting around by the fire or just stretching their legs and you can tell that they are trying not to look like they're on guard duty but they are guarding something they're trying to make it look like they're just hanging around but you can tell that they are keeping their eyes peeled okay okay so i know which tent is barbie's and it's it's just like it's not got a back door has it it's just a tent it's i mean it's got flaps at both sides so presumably you could get around the back of the tent but there are people around the back no they're mostly around the front okay but they are sort of on watch, so you know you're going to have to sneak to get round them. Sure, but I know where it is. I know there are people guarding. There are three people guarding. I'm trying to work. Out, I'm, I'm. I imagine that Barvi has her friend, her cousin there as well. Is there any way I might be able to work out how many people are in there? You could try and listen at the door. Yeah, I would like to. I think. I'm going to let Fenris lead me on a little bit and sort of Fenris is going to be maybe go and sniff around the tent or something and just be like, oh, oh no, Fenris, don't oh, leave, leave that tent alone and try and like bap around near the tent long enough to better hear anything before the guards shoo me away. Okay, can you roll me a performance check, please? And I am impersonating somebody. Do I get advantage? You are not impersonating a particular person, though. Yeah, fair enough. Can't argue with that. Sorry, I'll just roll with my plus seven or whatever it is uh yeah that's a oh plus eight so that's a 21 yes they they totally buy it and uh, you are faffing around the tent and you can see one of them give you an eye like keep your dog under control mate um and now roll me a perception check to see what you can hear that's less good that's an 11 you try and peer in and you can lean in and you can listen and you can hear two voices one of them is unmistakably Barbie's and the other you don't really recognise. Right. And you lean in and you can kind of hear one of them giggle and they're whispering to each other and you catch a couple of words. You catch words like handsome and charming. Wait, is it Barbie saying words like handsome and charming? You can't tell with an 11. And then you hear another giggle and then you hear a word elf and everything goes kind of silent. Omi is very handsome and charming. Yeah, her cousin's got a hots for the blue elf that somersaulted onto her balcony. <laughs> you wouldn't. I mean, come on. That was, that was a very hot thing to do. <laughs> mm.